Good evening and welcome to tonight's show from DJN TV, Disc Jockey News TV. Tonight's show is brought to you by Electra Voice, DJ Event Planner, DJ Trivia, Odyssey Innovative Designs and Cases, NLFX Professional, Promo Only, and the DJ and TV Insiders. Since getting into the music industry in 2013, this DJ has gone full force working with PV Electronics with edits on BPM Supreme and featured on Lynchbird's radio show. From festivals and fashion shows to the DJ Expo in Atlantic City to be featured on the Mole Beats magazine. Today we're chatting with DJ Ponfetti where she touches on why she made the move to Virginia Beat, her drive as a DJ, and how she networks with companies within the industry while holding it down as an artist staying relevant so let's hear your story what was your early beginnings like and how did it lead you to where you are today um well I when I first started DJing I was in Lynchburg that's not where I'm from it's where I was living at the time um, and they don't really have a club scene in the area I started DJing at a hookah bar um, and then at first it was like a part-time thing for me. I was working another job. Then I lost my other job and, um, I decided I wanted to make it into a career. I had, um, a lot of people coming up to me in the hookah bar asking if I could DJ their parties. Um, so I decided to buy, I bought my first set of PVs and I started, um, doing these house parties and a combination of doing house parties and like organizing my own events with promoters. And it was kind of a series of events that went wrong between like shady promoters and then some house parties. Like the ultimate, the ultimate last straw in Lynchburg was I was DJing a house party and um, there, was, there was a lot of fights at these parties. There were hip hop parties, uh, a lot of fights, sometimes shootings. And this one, it turned into like a 20 minute shootout where um, it started off as a fight and my equipment got knocked off the table because um, a fight broke out like right next to where I was set up. Um, my laptop got smashed. My lighting got smashed. One of my speakers got knocked off the stand. Uh, I didn't have insurance at the time. And um, afterwards, it, it was really bad. And afterwards, I, I had to replace everything. And I was like, you know, there's, I'm not doing this right. Like, there's got to be a better way to, you know, run, run this business. And, um, I decided ultimately that I needed to move out of Lynchburg where there was a legit club scene where I could have enough club bookings where I wouldn't have to resort to house parties. And, you know, I still do private events, we do private events at a hotel or something, you know, um, not these house parties. And so that ultimately led to me moving to Virginia Beach. And then um, I remember when I first moved out here, I literally knew no one in the area, no connections. Um, I remember walking down the strip at the oceanfront with my business cards, um, trying to, trying to like, you know, giving them to like 30 different bars and clubs and just trying to get someone to give me a chance and giving them like my SoundCloud, you know, talking to them. And, um, it led to a few bookings and then I know we're probably going to get into this later, how I got sponsored, but two months later I'm sponsored by PV and then, um, that was in August. 
And then in March, PV's flying me out to Las Vegas to perform at the Mobile Beat Convention. And um, I'm on the cover of their DJ catalog. So it all happened really fast. And that was like a really exciting year for me. Wow, that is incredible. Like, and I love how all this crappy stuff happened and you're just like, okay, so how can I fix this? Like, what can I do differently? How can I make this work? You didn't let it stop you from running your DJ career. And like, how many times do we hear these conversations with people where they were on the brink of just like, okay, maybe, maybe I should just quit this career. And then like the next thing that happens is like their big break. That's so cool. Still shitty that you went through that, but yeah, but it it probably ended up being for good because it, motivated to me to move. So yeah, absolutely. Do you feel like there's any, you know, preconceived notions that you had about having a DJ career, what that would look like? Do you feel like you were way off and like, what did that experience teach you? Um, well, I didn't go into it with a whole lot of expectations. Um, I'm more of a music person than a party person. So I didn't necessarily have the idea that it was going to be like party, party drinks, you know, um, I knew I went into it knowing I was going to work. Um, one of the things that I would say that I didn't expect or maybe just didn't think about is how much alone time I'm, I'm going to spend as a DJ. Um, when you think about it though, it's like, you know, you prep for hours at home by yourself all day. Right. Then, um, me, I'm, you know, almost, almost half of my gigs are out of town at this point. And so, you know, I feel like then traveling, say four hours to an event, driving usually by myself. Um, then you're in the DJ booth for another, sometimes up to five hours by myself. Um, And then, you know, you go back to the hotel by yourself. If you're lucky, maybe you know someone in that town, you know, or that city and who you can hang out with. But most of the time it's by myself. And then, you know, sometimes I am playing with other DJs, which is cool. But I would say about 80% of my events I'm playing alone. And I'm the kind of person I like alone time. Like, I appreciate alone time. But it's even a lot for me sometimes. Like, sometimes I just feel like I'm constantly by myself. And that's one thing that I did not anticipate. I did not anticipate that answer. That's really interesting. Yeah, because it can be super lonely, especially on the road and traveling and then going back to a hotel room and it's just you. Uh, Yeah. Well, you're an incredibly busy DJ. Like Sometimes you're doing like eight gigs a week. How do you prep for that kind of work and you know, keep organized and moving forward. Can you take us through your process? Yeah, sure. Um, I've actually cut back a little bit. For a while I was doing, you know, sometimes up to eight events a week. Uh, Like I just got back in town from doing four events in a row. Um, And that's usually about the max I will take on now. It was almost too much um, where I wasn't enjoying it anymore. So I cut back a little, started being a little more selective what I was taking. I book most of my events on my own. I have a couple different companies that help me fill up my empty dates. Uh, one being radio DJs, you might be familiar, um, kind of a nationwide company. Uh, they book a lot of venues, uh, Bar Louis, Top Wells. Um, they help me fill up some of my empty spots. And then also um, a local company, Rockstar Booking, who books um, in Virginia Beach, and they help me 
fill up my schedule with some of my dates and uh, locally. And um, but most of my bookings, I, I would say over half of them, I do on my own. Sorry, that's my cat. <laughs> that's my cat outside the, trying to get into the studio. Um, most of my bookings I do on my own, and like all my out, of, most of my out of town bookings, um, that's all stuff that I organize and. I'm my own manager, so I'm constantly replying to, you know, replying to emails, talking to clients myself, and even, like, all weekend when I'm on the road, I'm, like, literally, like, at stoplights, I'm, like, emailing people back, because I don't want them to have to wait, you know, five hours for a response, or taking calls, um, I'm also big on, like, Google Calendar and alarms on my phone for reminders, because sometimes even things, like, I'm constantly setting the alarm, uh, post flyers, because, you know, if I'm DJing an event during the day and then I have an event at night, I'll totally forget to post that flyer. So, like, my alarm will go off. Um, things like call this person at this time. Like, so constant, like, phone reminders. But I am working from my phone, like, nonstop. Yeah, people don't realize that. And, like, the just there's so much that goes into DJing that isn't even music related. It's kind of frustrating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even like, um, even like booking hotels and, um, you know, stuff like even, uh, contacting graphic designer to get flyers made. Like sometimes the venue provides a flyer. Sometimes I have to set that up, you know, it just depends, but that all takes time too. And what you mentioned earlier, uh, you work with PV Electronics. They sponsored you. Can you tell us how they approached you, how that happened, and maybe even some insight on, you know, whether or not you think, or not whether or not, but sponsorships, like can that, are there pros, are there cons? Do you feel like that could really benefit a DJ? Why or why not? Um, that's kind of a cool story, actually, how, how I got sponsored by PV. Um, I don't think I've ever told that story publicly before. Um, but basically, when I first started DJing, uh, I was shopping for my first DJ controller in Rhode Island, which is where I'm originally from, was visiting family. Um, and I ran into Keith Shockley from Public Enemy. Uh, he's a producer. Fight the power. Um, I know you always see the front. The front guys. Keith Shockley is the guy behind uh, behind all that music. And I ran into him at Guitar Center, and after conversation, realized who he was. And um, I ended up buying some used equipment from him. My first controller and some small practice speakers. And um, we had kept in touch, exchanged phone numbers, exchanged social media, just in case I needed help setting anything up with the software. Um, and we spoke a few times on the phone and, um, you know, kept in touch a little bit. And then I had to call him with questions and whatnot. And then, um, so after that situation that I told you about with the shooting, um, I kind of didn't know what to do. And I just, I guess I needed advice. Uh, I ended up calling Keith, telling him what happened. And um, he said that most successful DJs have some kind of story like that where everything went wrong. Um, he told me some crazy stories that happened to him back in the day. And he said, he was like, one day you're going to look back on this and laugh. And he said, um, you know, usually a situation like this, it'll either make you or break you. And, um, and after, after talking to him, you know, that's shortly, I decided I was going to move to Virginia beach. Um, he seen me move out there. He seen me start booking clubs and it was almost immediately after I moved out to Virginia beach and started booking these clubs that he hit me up on Facebook 
And he said, hey, um, he's also sponsored by PV. And he said, uh, hey, I'm helping PV, you know, choose DJs for the booth this year um, at the DJ Expo. I was wondering if you'd want a spot to spin, you know, just as a guest DJ, not as a sponsored DJ. And I was like, yeah, I was really excited, you know like the coolest event I had done so far, um, just doing like small oceanfront bars and clubs at this point. And um, so I ended up going out there, uh, spinning a set on the main stage and at PV's booth. And um, they liked me and they liked my set. Um, I think on top of the fact though that they liked my set because there was a lot of good DJs that year. Um, there was another female DJ that year, you know, and talented DJs. I think part of the reason why they wanted to sponsor me is because I was already using PV products and I was like, I was very, um, I was very pro PV and they could see that. And I think, um, when DJs are seeking sponsorships, now sometimes if you're an already very famous DJ, um, you know, they might, they might just want to push their product on you. But for an upcoming DJ like myself, who had only been DJing for two years, uh, if you're an upcoming DJ seeking a sponsorship, you need to think, um, like, what could I offer this company? Like, how, like, you should go after the companies that you already support, like the speakers you're using, you know, the, um, the lighting you're using, the controller, software, whatever, um, whatever turntables you're using, um, CDJs, like anything that you're seeking a sponsor, headphones, um, go after the company that, you know, that, the company that you already support because and you can you could do that by approaching at a dj convention social media on instagram hashtag you know if you're using pv's hashtag pv show your pv show you rock show what kind of events you're rocking with those um because they want people that genuinely support the brand and you got to show them too like what can you bring to the table you know um like for PV, like I'll do video reviews um, on products that I'm using, or even like uh, the PV snapbacks you see me wearing. Um, that was actually something that, well, PV made it, not me, but um, that's something that I came up with. That was my idea for branding for the company because PV is a very, um, very big in the rock and roll industry, and they've been really continuing to develop in the DJ industry. But if you look at their apparel online, you know it more relates to the rock and roll crowd not the hip-hop crowd and so i was just trying to think like branding marketing you know we got to reach that crowd and you know having something cool like that they give them out at dj conventions a lot of the sponsored djs wear them um so just ideas like that that you know have something to bring to the table um i have a lot of other some smaller sponsorships that uh i don't do as much with but um products and video reviews um where I've reached out to the company, um, like Chauvet, for instance, is another one. I don't have an official sponsorship with them, but I have reached out to them at a convention before. I, I only use Chauvet lighting. You know, I had let them know, let the management know, I only use Chauvet. They see what I'm doing with PV, you know, and then, um, you know, if you guys ever need any video reviews, you have new products that come out or anything, feel free to send them to me. Like, I will market that for you. And um, two years later, I got some Bluetooth speakers from Chauvet, and I do a video review. Why? Because they know that I already support that product, you know? And so that will help you if you reach out to the brands I feel like that you already support. Um, go ahead. 
Oh, I was going to say, you're just such a boss. You're just like, okay, this is what I want to do. And you go for it and you have face-to-face conversations with these people. And you know, you're at this convention, you're like, okay, I'm going to take this opportunity by the balls and like, just do this. I love that. Can you tell us about some of the work that you do with PV? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, I do usually a couple, at least a couple DJ conventions a year um, with them. I've done NAM, Mobile Beat Las Vegas, DJ Expo, um, New York DJ Con. Usually not all four every year, but I usually make it out to at least a couple. Um, and then I also, this event that I actually started organizing on my own, Teens with a Purpose, that is more of like a local thing where I teach teens DJing. I got them sponsoring that. Um, so that's an event we've been doing for the past four years. Um, and then I also got them involved in, um, we do, we did, uh, well, some local DJs here do these DJ meetups in our community. And um, I had got BPM Supreme to fly out here for one of them. And so we made it like the BPM Supreme DJ meetup. And I also got PV to sponsor that. And so, you know, handing out, um, you know, we were handing out all kinds of PV swag and stuff like that. And then uh, that going back to how can, like, what can you offer a company, you know, things like that. When you go to them looking for a sponsorship, have ideas like that about how you plan to help them, you know, um, just by doing things like that to reach your local market. I think there was about 100 DJs who attended that event all getting PV shirts, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, and I love that you mentioned BPM Supreme. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to get myself a membership. Like Me what so. an incredible company. Uh, Rihanna Rose was talking about it. Uh, and yeah, just like so amazing for DJs. And you mentioned the lessons that you do for kids. Hey, mm-hmm. yes. Okay. So speaking of kids, you have a kid uh, we have a lot of parents that watch this show mm-hmm. and we're always looking for insight and um, experience because, you know, for DJs, we are often, you know, doing the nightlife. We're at the clubs and then we come home and we're tired and like, how do you make this work? How do you find that balance between like being the parents and being the business owner? Um, it's tough. It's very tough. And it's something that, um, I don't get to do everything that I want to do, like, um, because of being a parent or not always when I want to do it. Um, I know this summer, one of the things I really want to do is DJ on a cruise ship. I had the connection to make that happen. Um, it's something I'm not sure, not sure if it's going to be a pull it off this year, um, just due to my son's schedule and some changes with him. Um, but I try to, you know, keep in mind that you can, you know, there's next year too, you know, so even if it doesn't happen this year, like you still have to make your kids a priority. Um, I think it's also very important to have a strong support system, whether it's the other parent or grandparents. For me, it's both um, who help me when I'm out of town. Um, They do a lot. And um, and also just uh, making the most of the time when they're in school too, like when my son is in school, that's when I'm doing all my prep, you know, so most I have to be gone is, you know, not, you know, not, uh, not available to him is when, you know, when I'm actually DJing. So if I can get my all my prep done while he's in school is good. I try to do that. I know. I love it. You got the time management down and working on it. Yeah. 
Well, but you were talking about like your, your Google calendars. I totally do that too. And I'm like, yes, yes. Set the alarms. Like I forget about stuff all the time. If it wasn't for, I've got like a written one. I've got my Google stuff. I've got (laughs) notes Mm -hmm. everywhere. Um, but I wanted to end this interview off hearing about like anything you want people to know about, you know, upcoming events, upcoming music releases, mixes, radio, whatever. What do you want people to know about that you've got going on? Um, well, I will be at the DJ Expo this year. I know a lot of people have asked me about that. Um, last year was, I've been to the DJ Expo the past four years, and three of those years I've performed. Last year I took one year off from performance. A lot of people ask me if I'm going to be back. I will be back spinning with PV this year. Um, and that's the summer in August. And, um, I also, I do a lot of work with BPM Supreme. I know you mentioned BPM Supreme. Um, I do a lot of edits for them. Um, and you can get those on BPM Supreme exclusively. Um, right now I have the number one downloaded edit this month is, um, backing it up. I did an edit of, uh, it's got Cardi B on the track, but the, regular version she's at the end of the track and i feel like as djs we only play the first minute minute and a half you know and so i did an edit where cardi's at the front and and it's also like a redrum like it's a little bit catchier um so i changed it up just a little um so you can get that on bpm supreme search dj ponfetti or look and top downloads and then um i also do curated sets for them and um i did some i'm I'm also into i'm in a hip-hop i'm into dance hall i'm into multiple different genres, but I did uh, one, it was uh, Island Vibes curated set, and it's got suggestions for reggae and dance hall, and I have volume two coming out this month. So if you want to check out volume one, and then volume two is coming out. It's on, uh, it's a feature that's only available to the premium members on BPM Supreme, um, but you can get curated set is basically a suggested set, and they're really helpful. Um, sometimes I will look at them for genres that I don't usually play a whole lot of and they have lots of good suggestions. Um, and then also this summer, um, it looks like I'm going to be DJing my first international gig in Germany, which, um, I'm traveling to the area and I have something lined up and I'm going to be posting more details on that soon, waiting to get all the info and everything, but stay, definitely stay posted for that. Oh, that's amazing. Oh my God. Uh, I'm so happy for you. That's so wicked. And things are only going to get bigger and better from here. I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down with me today for this interview. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate being on the show. Of course. I think it's cool. I see what you're doing with girls supporting girls. And I think that's really dope. Most deaf. Yeah. And there's so many of us out there. We need more spaces that are repping us and all the amazing things that we're doing. For those of you that have tuned into this interview today, we want to hear from you. What is some insight or experience that Ponfetti shared today that really resonated with you? Is there something that she talked about that is inspiring you? And how are you going to take that insight and turn it into action? Let us know in the comments below and let us know who you want to hear next up on the DJ Spotlight. Thank <laughs> you.